forever. Dog. Is only the kind of stuff we could talk about now because the world's not going to be around much longer. So we can got to get this all out of our systems now. Yes. And as we move forward, we also like to look at the past and tip our hat to the way things used to be. And you like your cool Looney Tunes jacket and I wear my poodle shorts. <laughs> Looney Tunes and poodle shorts. Looney Tunes oh. and poodle oh. shorts. <laughs> walking down the highway. highway. <laughs> also, the highway. Why, are we, why are we walking down the highway? What happened? Want me to start? <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi. It's Double Threat. I'm Julie Klausner in New York City. And I am Tom Sharpling in Los Angeles. And we are here with you now. And we both did cocaine. Yes. Look out. And it was the kind of cocaine, not the cheap stuff that. You've seen people do in real life the stuff from movies where they do a little bit and then they yank their head back and they're like, oh, and then suddenly it's like, can't you hear me knocking? Starts playing. Down, 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 down. We're just like, oh, <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm not sure that's cocaine. You really might want to get that stuff checked out. That. <laughs> It seemed like it set your brain on fire within half a second. And, and then their their noses are bleeding instantly. Yeah. Oh! Ray Liotta throwing <laughs> his head back. Orgasm powder. Yeah. Does they that might mean, have a good mob cocaine. Did Does that mean Ray Liotta's never done coke? That he was just um, acting like he'd done coke when he did Goodfellas? Because if you're telling me Ray Liotta hasn't done coke before Goodfellas, I'm hearing that you think I'm stupid. No, what I would say would be that um, I would say he probably has done a lot of coke. And <laughs> That's what I mean. That it's just like so much mm-hmm. that he's maybe just wishing that's what coke was. Wishing and hoping and dreaming and, and, and seeing. And and, and snorting and pooping and, and snorting the coke those lines. So you're telling me he's probably done cocaine many times. When he did Goodfellas, he knew how to do it regular. But Martin Martin Scorsese, who's never done cocaine, says, "No, this is how I want you to do it." Because we I all think- know Marty. Yes, what were no, you go going ahead. to no, say? We all know Marty. No, we all know. Mar- we all know Marty. He don't touch no. Uh, the only thing that he likes that's white, ricotta. Yes, make sure there's. He likes to make sure those the garlic is sliced thin with a razor blade when you're in the slammer, and you make sure the 
the garlic is thin and the coke is the coke lines are fat. These are the white things Marty likes. Mozzarella, Leonardo DiCaprio, Regat, cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's just those four things. Those are his favorite These white are things. my four of my favorite my four of. You just oh, picture right? him being like rainbows and, and rainbows and buttons and uh like so mittens. Nah. Kind of like when King Vidor did Duel in the Sun. He, uh, I mean, a lot of these movies, you go watch them and you see the things. And uh, I mean, so, um, Robert De Niro was in the same neighborhood I was in when I was growing up. And uh, so you're a waitress. You're a waitress. You're a waitress. A server. You're a server. Yes. Quentin Tarantino, Marty Scorsese, and I'm trying to think of someone else that would be very ch- challenging to take a. Bread order. Woody from. Allen should be there too. Woody, it should be. Wait, it so should be Woody, Woody. Okay, three directors. <laughs> start start all the way at the beginning. That way you, okay. you can. Okay. Hi. Um, have you guys joined us before? Have you guys been to this restaurant? You know, before? I'm not even feeling like I want bread. Okay. Well, um, our restaurant works a little differently. We have small plates. Um, if you look uh, on the top of the menu, those you have are. You M&Ms. <laughs> I, I just want M and M's and a large soda, like I'm at one, the, like I'm at my movie theater. One time I choked on an M and M. I remember one time we were on a set of Shutter Island, and uh, I went over and I was talking to Leo at the craft service table, and we you were know, talking man, about the spiral some people, staircase. You know, they say they went to film school. I went to films, and I M and M's. Is this bread? Can I ask you about the bread? Okay, you know what? I'll be right back. The, Why don't you guys you, take a minute with the menu? You said it's a seven grain bread. Could you tell me the seven grains? <laughs> Can I? Is water okay for you? I'd like I, a warm I'd water. I'd like a warm water. <laughs> <laughs> no ice. I'm allergic. A small glass filled halfway. It halfway empty, if you ask me. The glass is half full. You want to know what happens to me when I accidentally have ice? I die. <laughs> I'm allergic to ice. I'm allergic to ice. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It's really out of this world. I got to listen to that audio book. I don't think we should, either of us should do that alone. No, you think it should just be broadcast from like a public address system? Yeah. And that way everybody hears it at once. It's almost like attention, sick. Attention. People of Los Angeles. Chapter six of the Woody Allen book will begin in 30 minutes. Clarinets. Why I love them. That's the name of the chapter. This is the chapter that he discusses why he likes a soft clarinet read. (laughs) What is the difference between a soft clarinet read and a hard clarinet read? And also, why aren't they called tutors? Why aren't they called tutors? Well, that'd be a great question to ask Woody Allen. That'd be great. You get. Uh, they're called tutors. Well, I mean, it was a licorice stick is what it was called in the 20s when Big Spider Beck. Big Spider Beck played one back then. And uh, I never got to accept any of the awards because uh, I was at performing at Joe's Pub when the Oscars took place. Just imagine that night at Joe's Pub. This people are just like. Wait, Woody played Joe's Pub. 
He would always was it Joe's Pub wherever it was. What, what no, was no, the place? Uh, up, no, uptown. No, no. At, yeah, I'm uh, getting the name. The Carlisle. Wrong. The Carlisle. That's right. Yeah. I hate the. I, I was like, what? There's. I would have to. No, Joe's Pub would be. Um, who would be performing at Joe's Pub? Rita Will. I saw Rita Wilson there once. You saw Rita Wilson at Joe's Pub, and what she, did she do? She sang songs from the '60s. She sang Wichita Lineman. It was fine. She wore like mm-hmm. a bathing suit cover up. Uh huh. That was probably more expensive than five years of my rent altogether. Sure. And so she did that. I've seen you at Joe's Pub. Yes. And you were amazing. Thank you. But Woody and Allen and I have never shared a stage to my knowledge. <laughs> um, Woody and Julie, tonight only uh, at Harold, Joe's Har- Pub. The Harold Night. Uh, oh, I thought. Back the virus, the-, the virus is still going strong, but there's come on two, in. There's only two entertainers left in the world, and they have nothing to say to each other. They will be performing behind two different plexiglass cages to keep away from you and each other. I will say, Woody Allen and Julie Klausner. They're just throwing oranges at each other's pl- plexiglass cage. Just- that would be fun. Get Woody Allen in a plexiglass cage, starts filling up with water. <laughs> what, what is this? Are you trying to drown me? Is this an episode of Batman? Can I get a little warmer, like a room temp? Yeah. An episode of Batman? You think, you think Woody Allen's ever seen an episode of Batman? <laughs> is ba- he like, wham, pow, pow, pow zap, zoom. zig? I don't, I'm a fan uh, of the Riddler. You think he likes the Riddler? I think he would like Mr. Freeze. Okay, I'm gonna you go and I'm gonna tell you my order and next. Okay, I say he likes Mr. Freeze, the Riddler, okay, and then uh, Joker. Okay, mine is all Egghead. Yeah, you're right. I think you're completely right. (laughs) These are his top three: Egghead, Egghead, and Egghead. Yeah, and Batgirl I think is interesting, or once could have been. Yeah, that's Woody Allen. Watching Batman, not realizing it aired 65 years ago. He's watching it on antenna. Like you picture, I need to get antenna TV. I'm trying to watch. He's like, have you seen what they have on television these days? It's terrible. I was There's flipping. This family of monsters. It's, and they but live they're in the called monsters. But they're they're called, called, it's called the monsters. And the one is the, the one is a, a, a Frankenstein and the other one is a. A Dracula lady, and then, and then the her, father. Her, her father is also a vampire, but he's named Monster, so it's probably the Frankenstein's father, and that makes no sense. And then their son is a half werewolf, half vampire, uh, a werewolf with a vampire widow's peak. <laughs> you see, like Soon Yi's been having noise canceling headphones that are just glued to her head this whole time. <laughs> She's just, she is like wrapping industrial tape around her head to make sure the headphones don't come off that. And she's like, she, yeah, Woody, that's great. She, she's listened to every audiobook there is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank I, you for enjoying this audible podcast. Like soon you quick run lunges at it to get another, <laughs> another book playing. Before before Woody starts describing Gilligan's Island. Yeah. She's listening to the Robert Caro LBJ series for the 15th time in a row because it just <laughs> never ends. 
It's just stuck on an ad for Brooklyn and Sheets. I was at CVS yesterday and I was tempted by the stupidest looking candy and I bought it and it was disgusting. They are jelly beans by the brand Nerds and they're called Nerds Big Chewy Nerds and they are awful. It's like a sour jelly bean covered with like a grout like texture like the the texture of your and my ceiling mm -hmm. like sure. imagine so it's like a like if if you were if you were going to bread a chicken cutlet mm -hmm. with nerds yeah which if you you're should gonna bread a do. chicken okay let me just picture this you're breading a, uh, a a chicken cutlet with mashed up nerds yes now swap out the chicken cutlet real fast and put in a shitty jelly bean okay yeah, I don't want to eat that. And you you bought one of those? Yeah, and it was in one of those big movie theater boxes, which are my weakness. Did you ever have dibs? Dibs are what? They're little pellets of vanilla ice cream coated with chocolate in a cup that you get when you're stoned and you you want to mm -hmm. you want to have something. Oh, that would be cold and sweet. Oh. No, these are not dipping dots. The candy of the future. By the way, if I were the candy of the future in the 90s, I would not be proud. Considering um, what the future shaped up to be. No, no, I would not be proud. The candy of the future. This is the future sucks. The future is now and it sucks. Yeah. Um. I did notice that Brett cut out at least 45 minutes of us talking about Star 80 from last week's show. <laughs> and I, and I, I can't think of a single reason why. So I'm presenting that to you. Just It's for his personal vault. That's for his, his for the, private stash. For the spank bank. Yeah, I just have a 60-40 rule for any fussy talk. You know, I'll keep 60%, but we, you know, we can't keep the full 100. It's, a it's called Star 80. 80. I am so sick of your maths, British people. We don't even like that movie. No, we don't. I don't want to watch it. No, it it's stinks. bleak. Bleak tragedy. I'm okay without seeing that. Tom, you know what I think about these days when I look around and I say, this is the way the world is. Mm -hmm. I think about how things used to be. Yes. Different. Old me memory lane. Mm hmm. You like um, nostalgia. You like oh, to you like I to wear sa saddle shoes. Sure, I love <laughs> to put on a jacket that has uh, all the all the Looney Tunes characters all over it. What the fuck? Can I just say what? is with adults that wear Looney Tunes stuff. Like, what? When did that become okay? Was that Space Jam? It was Space Jam, right? I think it was. I think... I, yeah, no, this was... That was hor That was probably the worst thing that's ever happened. A really expensive jacket that has Looney Tunes characters all over it. Looney Tunes coming out of the That's All Folks, like, bullseye. Yes. Which, when I was a kid, I had no idea what that thing was. 
when they went down. It looked like I was thought I, when I was a kid. I thought I was looking at. I thought since it was Bugs Bunny, I was looking at the it like it was the inside of a hollowed out carrot. <laughs> you hold on. I Stop. swear, when I was a kid, I Tom. thought because it was that orange thing. Yeah, I'm just listening. I just thought it was. I, I didn't know what I was looking at. That was the inside of a hollow nut carrot. <laughs> That's amazing. Then why Porky Pig stick his head out from the middle of it? Pigs like carrots. All right. Not as much as rabbits. They're not inside of them. Announcing that this is the end. Like I was a very troubled youth. Oh, no, I. Well, first I had of no all, idea what curtain, was which way it was, was up. It was red. That's true. If only you were there to tell. I wish I could go back me. in time and cradle six-year-old Tom and tell him that. And um, that's not a carrot. <laughs> that's not the inside of a carrot. I, I now I'm saying it. I'm really upset with myself. I I'm, upset. Was, I'm only upset that I didn't know about this sooner. This is well. I'm just realizing it right now. I never gave a thought to what that was until literally that. That's what I thought it was when I was a kid. Well, it is sophisticated of you to think of a cone as a series of concentric circles. Yeah. Now I know Brett ain't gonna cut this out because it makes Tom look stupid. It doesn't Brett make suddenly, you look, no, suddenly, it, Brett oh, gets that hand off the get it button. Suddenly, he just lets this slide. Make fun of a dumb a, child. Make a remix out of it. Inside of a in inside of a inside of a carrot. Inside of a carrot. Inside of a inside of a carrot. 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 Yeah, he's gonna max headroom me. Don't you max headroom me? Do you know right? who max headroom is, Brett? I do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. How old do you think I am, by the way? I, I don't know. <laughs> you could. Here's the thing. You could be. Yeah. Yeah. How old do you think Brett is? Brett could be the he's youngest not, Brett could he, be is He's not 60. He's not 60. Don't no, say that. The youngest Brett could be would be 9. And the a oldest, really bad. A 9-year-old who's doing really bad. Right? Just like, boy, kid, you got some still 9, but just like, boy, that's some hard living on that 9-year-old. Mhm. And the oldest he could be would be, what do you think? 59. I'd say 88. And then you're just like, oh, he looks amazing. And that is a testament. And I'm not equating you with what I'm about to say, Brad. I'm equating with myself and my own journey with the dealing with the face I got is that you watch a guy like Danny DeVito and he's like, he looks like a troll back in 1975 for like, what's this weird old weird monster got someone let him uncage the monster and it's loose on the set of taxi. And then you're like, but then Hades next to like the handsome Tony Danza and Jeff Conaway. And then, then you move forward and time wreaks uh, its havoc on those guys. And Danny DeVito, you're like, Hey, it looks pretty good. That's the trade-off. He gets it on the back half. Like, Danny DeVito looks all right. It's like, no, he just looks like the same. He just didn't have far to fall. These other handsome guys fell, like, way down. They had to go 
all the way down into the pit when time did its business on them. Now look at him. And you're just like, man, Danny DeVito's looking good. You think and he was like a monster on the loose? <laughs> <laughs> a monster on the loose. <laughs> I picture them on the set of Taxi being just like, somebody did something. We got a chud on the set. A chud climbed up through the sewer system here over at the studio. There's a chud why? loose. No, that's the guy. That's Louie. Is that why they had all those cages on Taxi? That's, that's why he was in a cage. So, Tom, I thought it would be fun to look into the time capsule. People don't know that, you know, yes, this show is new. And as much as we've been publishing it, uh, you know, re- recently, but... There was an earlier incarnation of Double yes. Threat. This is not. It is not. This is the current iteration of things. You but say iteration. I say incarnation. And then there's a plane flying overhead. Yeah. That is that is definitely bringing bad news from point A to point B. Yes. And we thought it would be as good a time as any to take a listen back to uh, the the origins of this show. And go uh, back down memory lane for a little bit. So without further ado, let's listen to a Blast from the Past episode of Double Threat from uh, from 2007. Brett, what have you got for us? Okay, so uh, the listeners have been sending in some great stuff this week. Um, Got a video here for you that several people recommended. Um, It's called, uh, let me see here, Charlie Bit My Finger. Uh, is the name of the oh, video. Uh, so oh, let me no. share this with you. I heard about this. So apparently uh, it's a kind of uh, amateur video that was put on YouTube uh, that got really popular. It's um, uh, it's a, a British, uh, young British boy and his younger brother. And uh, that, that's pretty much all you need to know. Here it is. Uh, Charlie bit my finger. All right. Charlie, Charlie bit me. Stop, stop, stop. I hate this. Yeah, these kids, these kids suck. Next. Yeah. I do just want to say I'm pretty pumped to go to the movies. Uh, I don't know, Julie, if you saw the B-movie trailer. It uh, looks pretty sweet. I went to see Evan Almighty last night, and they played the B-movie trailer uh, at it. And I'm pumped that Seinfeld is finally back, and uh, I think this is a franchise that's going to go the distance. Yeah. I think this B-movie thing has has legs. And I'm working on my depression. You're working on your depression? Yeah, maybe one day I'll take meds for it, but not today. <laughs> okay. What else do you have for us, Brett? Do you have any other clips? Um, well, there's actually there's a little bit more of the Charlie bit my finger video that I wanted to show you. Okay. Um, so let All me right. just uh, cue that up. Uh, sure. So okay. here we go. Uh, the rest of Charlie bit my finger. What is? That's not. Is this? That's this not it. That's not. You guys got rickrolled. Wait, wait, stop this. That's stop. Not, that's not it. That's not it. That's got, not it. That's, no, that's not, not it. That's not the. 
That's this not is a it. music video of uh, yeah. Was, this uh, is a Rick Astley music. This is my video. favorite group. I was uh, Rick rolling you. What? You were what? Why? I, it's a. Uh, it's also a thing that has become very popular this this uh, uh, past few weeks uh, on social media. Uh, is you play? Uh, you think you're getting one thing, and then you, you know, get a, a Rick you have an, Astley you have music video. Expl- you haven't explained this. In I think our audience will love it. It's very do. funny. It'll. Um, so that was a that was a, you were you were you were pranking us. Yeah, yeah, it was a little, was little some, prank, some some sort of prank to play a a Rick Astley music video. You said you were going to do one thing. You play more of Charlie bit my finger, and then you play. I have no idea why you would pick a Rick Astley music video. Yeah, that's I mean, so strange. You're describing why it's funny, and you called it. What did you call it? Uh, Rick roll. What Rick, is the ro- what is the roll? You know, you get like rolled over, like you 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 you're expecting one thing, and then boom, you get something else, and so it kind of rolls over what? you before you know what's happening. And uh, you get rolled for, over. For you Rick mean Astley. run over? Like how a car will roll you over? Well, it's yeah, yeah. but it's, you're like, I, I, was, like a, I was I was rolled over by that prank. I don't get it. I don't like it. I feel hurt by that. I feel betrayed. Yeah. I also just want to say thank you guys so much for this internship. I hope that doesn't really like. How old are you? I am older than nine. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know know either. Look, I was going to invite you to the movies. I thought we would go see Epic Movie together. (laughs) Oh, man. But now you did this Rick Roll thing. I don't feel like going to the movies with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, and Damn I was going to see a movie, too. What were you going to see? I'll tell you in a second. Look, Brett, well, the first time we met, you were wearing a pretty cool uh, plain white tees uh, mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. I was like, this guy has good taste in music. I'm into it. But now with this Rick Roll thing, I just feel like this is a bad, we're off to a bad start here. I'm sorry. I thought it'd be funny. Uh, I thought you also might like immediately, I kind of thought you guys were a little more plugged into what's going on than I guess you are. I thought you would kind of like immediately get it and be like, ah, we're getting Rick Rolled. Mm -hmm. Charlie, Charlie Wilson's war. Charlie Wilson's war. Okay. Well, you can't go see that with Julie either. Damn it. Have you seen that Numa Numa guy? It's really oh that that's a great video. Can you play that? Yeah, sure. Let me let me pull that up real quick. Um, so Numa Numa, this is another funny. This was actually sent to us as well by a couple listeners this week. Uh, so here we go. This is a uh, Numa Numa guy. Okay. Oh, oh no! no! Now do you get it? Yeah, I get it. Boy, those were the days, huh? Yeah, those were the days, my friend. Those were Were the the days. And we'll be back in a minute with more Double Threat. Hey, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live 
It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Yes, and we have another installment of Podcast Rescue, which is... those of you who don't know, this is the segment where Tom and I lend our steady hand. Our expertise. Those in need of our speed and greed. And we take your podcast, which is in need of fixing, and we just tell you what to fix, and we... At the end, we just go, you're welcome. We're like a, a baked potato par- bar because we give you all the fixins. Yes. So, Brett, bring out the potato. So, um, as you guys know, a lot of uh, celebrities are getting into podcasting lately. Thank um, God, as we like to say. Yes, in the Finally. Big names, movie stars—they all want—they all want to have their own podcast now. Um, and one of the latest guys to jump into the podcasting game is Dennis Quaid. The actor Dennis Quaid um, has a new podcast that uh, he came out with called The Denisance. I don't know why he wouldn't call it Quaidcast. I was gonna say Podquest. <laughs> <laughs> the Denisance. Boo. So Dennis Quaid says, I want a piece of this podcast action. People got to hear me talk. No, and no, no. Dennis Quaid says, I've always wanted to do a podcast since I was sure. a little Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Right. So that's what all these celebs are in the podcasting biz for because they've always wanted to do it. So now. And this is not a forever dog show, Brett, right? Uh, nah, we missed out on this one, unfortunately. Do they swing this by you? Do they, th- does the, do, do they knock on the door and go, Quaid's got a podcast idea where you got 12 hours to make an offer? Yeah, they, they let us uh, in on the bidding, but we weren't even close. I mean, we threw everything we could at this, but man, it was, it was a bidding war. And unfortunately, we just didn't come out on top. Sure. When you say you threw everything you could at this. Do you mean you drove away and just threw pipes out of your window and garbage from your back seat? Yeah, Brett was throwing old McDonald's wrappers at old McDonald's. Old McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> old McDonald's in his car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Brett's car, he has a bag. There were fries in there. There were burgers, too. There were sodas. And there was a hot fudge sundae. <laughs> I, think, I think we're at a level of quarantine delirium. Yes, this is, this is it. Where the highlight of my year is old McDonald's in Brett's car. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> is truly the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I 
We should have Robin Colombo back on and we just say, what do you think uh-huh. of this song? Yeah. And, he'll, and she'll be like, who's that other guy? Who's that she'll guy? Go, she'll go, Brett, Chris, Julie, my favorite podcast ever. And meanwhile, I'm just like, uh, hello, over here, uh, one half of the double. Uh, so, oh, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> this Dennis Quaid is now doing a podcast. And what did you pull for us on this? All right. So this is the most recent episode of the Denissance uh, with guest uh, country musician Clint Black. And it's called uh, Clint Black on Music, Fame, Marriage, and Face Masks. And here we go. The Denissance, the Denissance, the busiest in the biz. You do know who it is. It's Dennis Quaid. That's him. Hi, Dennis Quaid. No notes. No notes. As is, sir. As is. That is like a song that I made up <laughs> to make fun of something or because yeah. I have a the Denisons, <laughs> the Denisons, the busiest in the biz. There is that point that these celebrities get to where they're just like, I was a hunk at one point, straight up heartthrob, aged into kind of dad roles for a while. People might not be knocking on my door for that anymore. I could either tap the brakes on what my career is, or I could tap decide I am I am a clown. They just go like, I am a punchline. Well, it must be challenging having your brother be the clown of the of the two, the the buffoon. <laughs> so so he was sitting at home going, This is son of a bitch is showing me up getting thrown out of America and running <laughs> on the lamb. He's like, if they only knew what I got up my sleeve. I'll bide my time. It's going to get weird when the Denissance begins. Eight years from now will be the Denissance. Wade here. And today on the Denissance, I'm speaking with country music sensation Clint Black. We talk about how he unknowingly shook up the genre when he burst onto the scene with five consecutive number one singles. I hope you enjoy listening as I enjoyed getting to know him. Great read. Dennis on Quaid that. is here and uh, on the Denissance, and I'm talking with Clint Black today. So, no, wait, hold on and a second. Now he's got right. a Southern accent. Now he's up. Hey, guys, it's uh, Dennis Quaid here. Uh, here on the Denisance, uh, got Clint be, Black uh, here for the show. I I I lassoed Clint Black. <laughs> That's the, that is like because at first he's like, "Hello, everybody, it's Dennis Quaid for the Denisance." Clint Black set the world of country music on fire with five number one hits. Now let's go to the interview. Hi, everybody. Welcome <laughs> back to the Denisance. It's me, old Dennis Quaid here, DQ, sitting over Russell, some baked beans, and uh, <laughs> going to ring that old dinner bell and call my guest Clint Black to the table. Down by the numbers, he's got a new album coming out called Out of Sane which is a very apt title for the times, I think, the play on words. Clint's uh, sold over 20 million albums, 
22 number one singles. He's right up there with the Beatles and Elvis and everybody. Whew. 29 years of marriage to the same woman, Lisa Hartman, Lisa Hartman Black. And uh, his, this is your 23rd album, is it not, out of saying? It's coming out uh it's coming out June 19th. Is that right? June 19th. I think um, I think it's not. Re- they're calling it the 23rd because there have been variations of albums released. So as far as studio albums go, it's fewer than that. But I lose I lose track. Yeah, I'll me too. Say it's it's re- it's new. Yeah, and it's me very too. good According to me. <laughs> My filmography and uh, I mean, I know I've done over 100 movies, but sometimes they get me under the century mark. I, it, I don't remember all of them anyway. Sometimes I'm watching a film and I don't remember that day on that scene. <laughs> imagine imagine walking, and this may happen to you where somebody wants you to act out a scene or do some piece of uh, dialogue you had in a movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did a Facebook Live last night. Well, this is so not real at all. Let's, okay, can you please hit a- that might happen. Somebody wants you to do a scene. Nobody's asking him, hey, man, do I'm that sorry, scene. Mr. Quaid, can you do that scene from Great Balls of Fire? Yeah. Hey, man, you were Jerry Lee Lewis in that movie, right? I'm do sorry. It. Miss, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know you're having dinner, but can you do that scene from in Postcards from the Edge where you, <laughs> where you have black jeans on and that's all I remember? Of course. And he stands up in the restaurant. Absolutely. Any other, anything else you want me to do a scene from? I can't even think of what movies this guy was in to even make fun of them. Those are the only two I frequency. Recall. Frequency. My dad's talking me through this radio. That was the one, right? The dead dad through the one. radio. Yeah, dead talk, dad. Talk to his dead dad through the radio. Through my radio. His dead dad was reaching him through the. He was a fireman in that one. He, he was, was listening to WDAD. <laughs> and guess who's on the air at that point? His dad. My dad's on the radio right now. <laughs> I called in a request. He won't play it. I dad. asked him to play Build Me Up Buttercup. Daddy. 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 And by, and by the way, let me just add in here for all of you listening and... Uh, uh, for any of my fans who uh, who know me and be following me here, how how fun it is because uh, I'm a big uh, Dennis Quaid. I'm a <laughs> fan of both Quaids. How fun it is to sit here and have my career examined by Dennis Quaid. <laughs> it's just it's killing me. Oh, so this, this uh, is next it. time I go into a Starbucks, I'm going to walk in and say. Dennis Quaid has examined my career. <laughs> Give me a spice latte. What yeah. was that? Well, it's character work. I thought he had a stroke. Fa la 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 latte. Because that's, that's one like, you know, cornball dad trope is be like, I'd like a mocha frappa soy. Mocha choco venti <laughs> with Loca, a foam with half a, calf. You know, with a half calf. And, and you're like, Dad, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut it's, up. But yeah. he's doing something 
completely different because Clint Black is doing that. He's like, oh, a nutmeg spice latte. And Dennis Quaid's going, And you know that Clint Black was just kind of like, the only thing he could think to do was to just go, (laughs) but in his mind, he's like, what is going on here? I don't even know what that's a reference to. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> he's not even there with him and he's scared. You think he put his the sides of his hat forward like he had blinders on? I think he pulled the sides of his cowboy hat down. Yeah. He was like, and then spun it around <laughs> to block like, his vision. I'm not here the way animals will like hide their heads. Yeah. No object permanence. Like playing peekaboo. You can't see me because my eyes are closed. What else we got, Brett? You get the benefit of all their sort of like older generation. And when you're a kid, four years is a long time at your fingertips. You know, that discovery is a very easy thing. You started like playing in the First, backyard. Okay, so hit, hit pause, please. What's up? What's up with the... What's up with the comp- the the clipping on this thing is is extreme. You think he's recording a, a freaking uh, Phil Collins album with the gated drums on it? Who's who's, who's producing this podcast? Hugh Padgham. <laughs> now, and That's for those for of you who can't friends. see because this is an audio podcast, Tom looked around his apartment uh, with his uh, mouth open like that meme of the like um what's that like fish that eel that's like eh. Uh? Uh huh. And he looked around to the left, to the right, <laughs> yes. to the left again. It was a triple take. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, what's that called? Canvassing the place. Yeah, I was looking for some reaction from anyone. It, um, no, but the clip, it's just, you could hear it, that. It seems like that must have been a 40 minute rant, ramble right there that it's clipped after every word sounds like it's edited. Brett, as an audio expert, What's your what's your two cents on yeah, that? Yeah, I'm guessing there's a lot of uh, Dennis that doesn't make it into this podcast. Uh, from the way they edit that, I'm guessing they just you know, they literally have to take part of one sentence and the end of another sentence in order to get like a complete <laughs> transition from one thing to the next. Why um, though? It's so sloppy. I mean, it really does seem like it should just be an unedited interview between two you know guys at the hardware store. Like, what? Why all the? Why so serious? He he's probably he's like yeah I, to his producer he's like I did that uh, Clint Black interview I'll send the file through sends it through it's four days long <laughs> it's like the engineer looks eighty five hours it's like boyhood yeah <laughs> he's just like and then he listens Dennis listens to like a rough cut he's like yeah uh, put back in the fa la 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 part. He's like, he's like, I, on, I honestly don't know what to cut. I don't know what to cut. I even recorded four more hours. <laughs> I think you could put in, just put in at the same time as the other thing, like on top of it. Fa la 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 la. This guy is so out of his. He's he's just so out of his element on this. Hey Tom. Yes. Who's Dennis Quaid's favorite Nobel Prize winner? I don't know. Malala. <laughs> hey, Julie. 
Yes. What is Dennis Quaid's favorite uh, Christmas carol? What? Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Ma la 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 la. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis Quaid. Your podcast has been rescued. You're welcome. Welcome back to Double Threat, and we are going to check out a clip that was sent in by uh, one of the many amazing listeners to this show. And people, if you have a clip, uh, something that you think will get us all riled up or make us larf or whatever, you send it to doublethreatpod at gmail.com. Don't send it to us because we want to be surprised. Don't send it to us. We want to be surprised. We need these things to be fresh. So, Brett, Brett, what have you got for us? Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, as listeners of the show know, a couple weeks ago, we watched uh, Papa John's house tour, part one of his house tour on TikTok. Uh, and he teased that he was going to show the library and then he didn't show it. Uh, but we now have uh, part two of Papa John's house tour was just released on TikTok in which he shows uh, us the library. And we were alerted to this by listener Pat. So thank you, listener Pat for alerting us about this and um here it is disgraced pizza man papa john part two of papa john's house hey they say stay at home some of you want to see the home i'm gonna show you the home and some of you are giving me some grief for seeing the home knock it off silly goose come on knock it off what Oh, yeah, what did he silly say? Goose. Uh, knock it off, silly goose. He said, knock it off, silly goose. What's wrong with his brain? Some people are giving him grief. And it's like they're not giving you grief for any other reason than they're your, house was, your house you was them... trash. Oh, I thought they were and... mad that they were sick. Oh, they're mad that the pizza. You made me sick with your back. food. Your food yeah. made me sick. So here he goes into his library. And I'm surprised he he would say library. Mm-hmm. Excuse the mess. We're kind of working out of here with the uh, Instagram. We've had some Papa, Papa Bless uh, shirts. A couple items from my so, grandfather. A couple guns. So this he's pointing all around. He's got, it's a, a hit pause. He's got a pile of t-shirts that no one wants. It's a Papa and Papa John on them. And then he pointed off camera to a couple guns. Okay, now he's showing a 500-year-old bishop's chair from a church in Italy. So does he know what a library is? Like, why doesn't he just call this the merch room? Or You know what I mean? Like, is there any semblance of whatever? No. Church in Italy, we think that's about four or 500 years old. It's one of my favorite sayings, um, all the best, something common, a regard for reality. But this is, um, is kind of where we shoot and write notes and film. And there's a little, I've got a little, uh, got a little Papa Bless mug in my coffee in the morning. So, so he's anyway, got a mug. He's, so this is where he hangs is in some oversized room with high ceilings that is not in any way 
uh, elegant or 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 classy or whatever you say. And he's he basically is like our pizza president. Yeah. Like he's what tr- Trump is to American politics. He is to pizza politics. I don't know. I think he's cool. Oh, you like him. You I like, like him. him and I like his body and I like the way that he wears T-shirts and how that makes me look at his body. He, I know where his nipples are. I know how. Mm-hmm. T- he seems like. He seems like he wants to fight. Yeah. But then wouldn't want to fight. Like when somebody actually would actually get ready to fight him, then he'd be like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But he seems like a guy who he wants you to think he's ready to knock your block off. Yeah. Now he sucks. Well, I don't want to see part three. No, me neither. I don't want to let the, let them watch it on the Denisons. What else have you got for us, Brett? All right, so I got uh, another clip for you here. Uh, this was submitted by listener Scott, and uh, it looks like Elon Musk was on Jay Leno's Garage this week uh, to show off uh, the Tesla Cybertruck, uh, which Tesla just came out with. And um, I mean, pretty and exciting. The, we got Elon Musk is going to come by and uh, show us the uh, Tesla's uh, super truck. Super, it's a space. It's, it's a super truck. It's pretty it's, great. He's got a cyber truck. Cyber super. It's a supercomputer truck. It's a space truck from supercomputers. It's what pretty exciting. Is we got Jay this Leno's- uh, cyber truck. And uh, tell me all about the cyber truck. <laughs> In retrospect, how did anyone have a conversation with him as an interviewer? And yeah. he was like, oh, so, uh, Rene Russo, uh, tell me about your movie. Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo with a J-Lo's butt. This guy made his fortune on J-Lo's butt jokes. And he couldn't stop writing them. They asked him politely to stop. They said, it's time to shoot the show. He goes, oh, I think I got a couple more. A couple more jokes I want to squeeze out here. It's a fertile, it's a fertile area. So let's see Elon Musk, Jay Leno, and the 2021 Cybertruck. The worst children's book title ever. But can I also ask, is Jay Leno's Garage a real show, or is it on YouTube? Ooh, or? that is a very real show that is online. On CNBC. All right. Yes. Great. And I'm still trying to get a, a show on the truck. air. Is that around here? It's somewhere around here. Bring on the Cybertruck. Cue music. You know, I saw it on TV. I saw it at the intro. But nothing strikes you until you see it in person. Back in November of So they just showed... Elon made headlines. They just showed this truck that I guess is the Tesla truck. And it looks... It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my it life. Like, it looks like a child's drawing went right to the production line. Yes, like they because a kid would not draw any details on a thing, so they just made the thing as flat and personality-free as possible. It looks like a paper shredder on wheels. <laughs> or a laminator. Oh, if you put a poster board in the front grill, it comes out the tailpipe as this laminator. Once again, when he revealed this science fiction-inspired machine. Pickup truck buyers tend to be pretty conservative in what they like. It's 
needs to look like a pickup truck, you know, all that kind of thing. And this doesn't look anything like a pickup truck, yeah. but it immediately makes pickup trucks look old-fashioned. Well, I think there's a preconceived notion of what a pickup truck should be, and I think that's something that we said, if we're going to go bold, we need to do something that breaks that norm. Yeah, so back here we have the vault. Okay. Touch of a button. Just opens right up like yeah, magic. Yeah, that's very cool. And a good Don't get in. Band. It's yeah. a trick. Yeah. It's a trick. Yeah. That's a meat no, that's slicer, Jay. That's a meat slicer. Oh, Jay. Yeah, Jay, don't get in the back don't of that pickup truck. Don't get in that truck, Jay. Jay. No, going to get in the back no, of the pickup truck. No, don't say, do say, it, Jay. It's simple. a trick. No, no, no. It's a, they it's press a trick. one button. Ah! They're cutting me in half. Conan O'Brien's driving. I still say this, and I mean it with my heart of hearts. Yeah. Leno took it from Letterman. He took the show. Leno mm-hmm. took it from Conan. Mm-hmm. Jay, mm-hmm. I know. I know you're. I know what you're up to. He's gonna take it one more time. He's got to take the Tonight Show back a third time from think, Fallon. Or he could just take Conan's podcast away from him and see if anyone notices. That'd be great. Jay, Why didn't uh, have him I on need, that friend I a, thing? I need a friend. I need a friend. I need a yeah. friend. I need a friend. I need a friend. I'll be your friend. It's we could drive and, around. It's just me and Mavis. Yeah, we could drive on the 101 in my uh, Model T. We'll drive up and down the highway. <laughs> this truck is so dumb looking, and I cannot wait till this thing bombs and is you mean just like, like. Is for sale? Is he hoping to put this out on the market and have people actually oh, they, buy them? They want. If just picture. Yeah, you picture. These pickup truck guys are arguing Ford versus Dodge, and they're all Chevy or whatever. They're in their thing. Yeah, they're really going to go with this truck. Well, you know, I I made the switch from my Ford F-150 to this thing that looks like a <laughs> does looks like a weird deli slicer. It's definitely a meat slicer. Yeah, and clothes them. So many leather jackets. And how strong is that? This is the- you can walk on it's this very thing. Weird. You can walk on it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very strong. It's like, so if you've got uh, some valuable cargo in the back, uh, this this will protect your cargo and secure it against uh, being, being stolen. So it's uh, pretty stout. Tap dance. Now, Tap dance. <laughs> so Elon Musk climbed on top of his this truck and is standing on top to show how strong it is. We're we're trapped in this thing that is it really just seems like a porn parody of the Matrix or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like the way these guys all dress, like they're yeah. dressed like yeah. like they're Neo. They all took the red pill. Yeah, these guys all took the red pill. You know, what Jay they should, Leno's. They should have taken as the blue pill. Viagra, boyoying. Sorry, what oh, were you going to say? Please don't. No, I don't want these guys. On Viagra, I just uh, got some Viagra here. Let me just uh, let me just take the Viagra. Hey, um, Vidal Sassoon, it's Mavis. Can you fit me in for like a three? Just do something. I don't care. Uh, we'll go blonde. Yeah. Hey, this is Mavis Leno. I'm just calling, uh, wondering if we have any news on when my suicide machine is ready. <laughs> Miss Leno, this is Rene Kavorkian. I can't help you. You have, you've been told there is a waiting list. <laughs> Who are you talking to back there, Mavis? No one, honey. Come on, just please. What if I just meet you in the parking lot and you put a bullet in my head? 
Yeah, please. Yeah. It's not that kind of place. 20 years ago, I came up with a suicide, suicide machine. machine. And when here I was, we are. What? And now <laughs> I am talking to Mavis Leno. Mavis, tell me about this truck. Also, get Dracula on this. They're dressed. Uh, they're all dressed in black. They're dressed in black more than Dracula. These guys. All right. So here's. Let's hear a little bit more of this. Let's take it for a drive. Nothing could be more boring than those shots of them just in the I car. I mean, it feels very much like any other Tesla. You've got instant acceleration. Yeah, the greenhouse is fabulous. I yeah. love how open it appears to be. And how close is this to what it will look like in production? At Tesla, we always want to have the production car be better than the show car. It, like, it always drove me crazy when like, manufacturers would come out with this cool-looking show car, and then the actual production car would be way worse. Right, uh, right. And you're like, man, you got us all excited about this sweet-looking car. This and then is, this is not terrible. Huh. We won't do show cars that aren't real. So I think we got the proportions here pretty close. Okay, oh, please hit change. pause. This is this is. They're doing? showing they're showing the street footage of this truck driving down. First of all, how much does this thing cost? Could you imagine a cyber? How much a cyber truck costs? That's why I can't believe it's gonna go to the market. Nobody wants this. I can tell them right now. Don't make the cyber truck. This is not going to work. Make the cyber truck. They'll just be like, yeah, I like the Cybertruck. Anyway, it could be in red and look like a regular truck. <laughs> you can't put a Confederate a flag sticker on the back of this thing. <laughs> and the door panels of the car are the 300 series stainless steel. And it's so tough that it's bulletproof to a handgun. And, and why is that important to you that it be bulletproof? I mean, I don't... It's badass and well, yeah, super okay. cool. That's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> but see, yeah. I like that answer. It's I mean, a good answer. Do you want your truck to be bulletproof or not? Well, yeah, I guess sure. I, I, I guess I want my truck to be bulletproof. When the apocalypse comes, you should be glad it's bulletproof. We want to be a leader in apocalypse technology. Great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when the apocalypse comes, it'd be great. You have your, you're trying to charge your truck. You're pulled over. It's just like, yeah, it's bulletproof. It's not bulletproof when you got to run out and plug that thing into a station, though. And on that note, thanks for listening to Double Thread. <laughs> I can't. I have nothing else to say. We'll be back soon. Follow us, subscribe, send us stuff. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.